Welcome to the Infinite Attraction Podcast, where we uncover, rediscover, and riff on Miami tech culture with a human-centric take on the builder community. We are your boots on the ground to help you navigate all that's happening in the magic city. We dive into art, music, business, wellness, fitness, psychedelics, and any exploration into the centralized world. Yay! You see that little thing we did at the end there? It used to be into anything to living well. But now, we are in season <laughs> web three. And I'm one of your hosts, Elizabeth Irizarry. And I'm Chris Johnston. And it's so good to be back uh, yeah. on a new season, fresh year. Yeah, new season, new time. I like this I like this 5 o'clock thing. I don't know if to get up at 6 in the morning and drive from Palm Beach County to get down here now. So this part Way of, better. So what are you talking about? There is self-care. Look at us taking care of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, letting, letting sleep in, letting John sleep in. Feeling good about it. And then it actually worked out. I think one of the things that kind of inspired this uh, is we have two teenagers that have a scholastic responsibility to go to school. Uh, so so they couldn't be here at 10 o'clock. They have school. Uh, so that was kind of like a quick inspiration. We're like, hey, should we make this a primetime gig? And the answer was yes. And y'all know that the beauty about this show is IRL. It mm-hmm. has to happen here. You have to be in the studio. And that's how we connect. Mm-hmm. So while we were away, a few things happened. So, Chris, why don't you catch us up? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess Art Basel happened. We didn't really have too much to, t- to say after Art Basel because we kind of we took if it you off. you know, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was a lot. And I'm really happy. I can't wait till next year, but I'm really happy that past one was over. Uh, we started an NFT project. I think that's what you were getting yes, at. Yes, the yearbook project. So actually, next week, our second episode is going to be with the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, so I guess I guess a quick story. Uh, we had Jadon and Sally on. We were talking about diversity here on the podcast. And Sally sat right there and said, you know, you know, we're I, something along the lines of, you know, we're all here. We're all from all different uh, parts of the country. We're here partying like anything else. This feels like freshman year. Ha 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 ha. And then we yes. said, we should do a yearbook. Ha ha ha. And then it, that just kind of that just kind of didn't do anything. We kind of just let the idea the sit on the shelf. <laughs> and then and then we're just we kind of had this thought and we'll get into it more next week. But uh yeah, we're going to do the Miami Tech Yearbook on Chain. Yeah, we're so excited about this project and to share everything we've been doing, you know, while we've been away from the show practically. Mm-hmm. And what we've done during the holidays, we've got a really strong team. And I think that our roadmap is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So we're stoked. Uh, we're stoked to obviously involve the community. There's going to be a lot of support from the community and a lot of involvement and voting and just so much. Ah, I want to say it all now, but we're going to save it for later. I know, I know. And just getting people involved. You know, I think like, you know, the blockchain is this immutable ledger. So, I mean, wouldn't, you know, think about it theoretically in a thousand years, the Ethereum blockchain is going to still be out there. And these little NFTs, these little symbols of our carbon existence might be, might live on through these, these photo scans we're going to do of people in these, uh, in these 3D experiences. We're also not going JPEGs. Obviously, we got a couple members of JPEG Morgan here and a couple future members of JPEG Morgan coming on uh, this show. Uh, but, you know, we're not doing just JPEGs. Wait till you see these things. They're little interactive 3D experiences, little vignettes. We hope this thing will follow you into the metaverse well. And for those who are interested in learning more, I'm going to give a shout out to the to Michelle Abs and Women in Web3, really bringing together some amazing powerful women to just grow and learn in the space so come and join us ask ask us and you know we'll invite that's how it works yeah yeah and i think so so i remember when we you and i first started infinite attraction was already the show you started and i was like and i was like oh and you want like let's call this let's call this season two i'm like huh i don't get it but you know 
I, we just went with it. You know, okay, this is season two. And then when it came, hey, I think it's time for a new, a new season. We're like, oh no, this would be season three, right? Season web three. <laughs> we are so clever. I know. All right. So like before we keep boring people, we have to bring up our guests. So uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's about time. I think it's about time. So uh, cue the Steve Ioki today on the show. We got Nabs and Rania Ishuf. Uh, they are a fourteen and fifty year old. I don't I don't think they heard us. Guys, come in the show. Come in the show. <laughs> this is the walk on. This is your time yeah, right now. Welcome. They are a fourteen to fifty year old. Uh, children of the... Oh, let's let this drop. Mm. Oh, yeah. Just as you sit down, put your headphones on. Here in the Twitter space, you're welcome. Kidding. Ooh. Uh, we got the Ishoofs. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having us. We're so happy to be here. That song is such a bop. <laughs> we feel it. We're feeling the energy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks, you guys, so much for coming in. You know, I, when we had when we had uh, your dad and Mike Sarasti on, I, I did bring this up. I was like, hey, I would love to have your kids on. I think, uh, you know, he was talking a little about you guys, and I'm so happy um, you guys are helping us kick off web th- season web three uh, with this expe- with the you know the the teen experience. You know, because you yeah. guys you guys are the one that are really gonna watch this thing truly come to life. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you guys, you guys, I saw you tweet the other day that you've officially been in Web3 over half your life. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, Ryan, do you want to talk about the founding story? All right. So we ha- we have an amazing story to tell you all, to share here today. So fun, fun little story. We got into crypto seven years ago. Yeah. Crazy, right? And since I'm 14 now... Half my life. Half your so life. Math, math adds up. I know. That's why. That's why it's so important. You guys are here sharing your your perspective on this. So so we we went and we did this coding camp. You know, we're total nerds, so we love to do this stuff. This is how we spent our spring break those seven years ago. And so at the end of this week, after we spent some fun playing Minecraft and then learning how to code and do this Caesar little... Cipher, a couple other things, yeah. just like. Basic, interesting stuff for like seven year olds. Seven, you're seven years old. Seven year old. Seven years old. Seven years old. I was seven. She was like eight or eight nine, or nine something, something like that. that. Oh Doesn't gosh. matter. Big sister, mm-hmm. whatever. But we we ended up participating in this little hacking competition the camp held at the end of the week, and of course we had to partner up. You know, my boy Nabs dream here. team like Mario, <laughs> Mario and Luigi, exactly. better Ranya and Nabil. Wonder twins. <laughs> I mean, man, you must have some proud parents. That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So. We we partner up and we end up winning. What do you know? I mean, no surprise. <laughs> Not of surprise. Course. And at the end of it, we we ended up receiving Dogecoin wallets, and we were like, whoa! And at this time, Dogecoin was was worth who knows yeah. how much. It was like less than a cent, like point zero 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 two of a cent. And we were like, okay, this is amazing. Like we're do we have all this Dogecoin. Um, and let's just say now, like we're set. You know? Yeah. You are Doge. You are Doge whales. I didn't know you guys are Doge whales. That's awesome. And um, you know, the funny part of the story is that we decided to let me hold on to the wallets, and <laughs> and you let your mom put it to the dryer, and then you guys have a. <laughs> Sorry, mom. And then, I got it. I'm gonna control this. <laughs> and then um. They kind of disappeared. They disappeared then, for like then, years. And, and then, then we start getting, we, we continue to learn about crypto. And then we're like, oh my God, the Dogecoin wallet. So then we turn the entire house upside down to look for these wallets. And then a few months later, it pops up in his desk. It in a was folder. an old history this folder. Old I don't know why. Folder. Like, oh. did, where did, did you have it physically somewhere? Oh no, it was a, it? Well, it was like one of those, you know, physical paper wallets. It was because like, uh, I guess seven years ago, 
there wasn't as many like exchanges like Coinbase I didn't even and stuff. Think mm-hmm. about that. Where would yeah. you have kept it? So yeah. you had, like, I just put it in like a. <laughs> I just no. I just. It was put, just a QR code. Is it was that what like you got? A, it just had like a. I don't want to say too much, but like it was just number like the public and private key. Okay. So you can access it, okay. and then it yeah a little that was QR it. code yeah and it had a picture of Doge. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> just for sentimental value. The little picture. Of, I, I, I cannot even. I cannot. I, I'm. I'm surprised anyone has Shiba Inus anymore because that's all anyone must say. Be like, it was a Doge you got. Yeah. So fast forward. How much involvement have you had in Web three now? Like, wh- what has sparked you know Dogecoin, and and that time at camp? What happened since? Well, thus far, um, I've done a lot more research. Rania, Rania and I both have respectively yep. done yep. our own research. Um, I've recently become, you know, a, well, a couple months now, a chief meme officer of a Bitcoin mining company, U.S. Bitcoin Corp. I'm an NFT trader and collector. I work with JPEG Morgan. Oh, Ooh. yeah, man. Proud Star intern. Always repping the firm. <laughs> I got my hat right here. Multiple uh, shout outs today for JPEG Morgan. You no, know, I would have I, I would have I would have brought it today if it weren't for my scholastic responsibilities. Yeah. <laughs> what they don't let you they don't let you wear it in the school? No. Uh, I guess you can't wear any hat in school. Yeah, you can, I you forget about like, the rules put, of school. Yeah, you can put your hood put up either and I'm like wearing my hoodie. Uh. So So you're talking about school and it just like reminded me of the question that, you know, we had early on is like where did you learn all of this? Obviously you went to that camp, but there is no education on Web3 or what NFTs or what crypto is in school, I would imagine. There certainly wasn't my time. So, Yeah, so for us, it's scouring the internet, looking for resources on Web3, on crypto. Yeah, like there's nothing in schools, which I think is a little problematic. We're, we're setting up a new generation and we want them to be able to succeed in these spaces. But how are we going to expect people to succeed when they're not really getting those... They're not getting the education on these topics that they need. So for us, because we we love this stuff, we take the initiative, we look online, we do the research, we do the work. And for us, that's fun. We, we're learning and we're setting ourselves up for success by doing that. But a lot of uh, a lot of other students who are who aren't even aware that these things are happening, they don't have the same ability to do that. And I'd say that. Generally speaking, no matter where you go, the best places to get information is just by reading it. Um, white papers. If yeah. you're looking into a cryptocurrency, white papers are the way yep. to go. And then obviously NFTs are a lot more difficult, so I can't really say anything concrete. But just keep your head on and for the most part, only buy from somewhere that's verified. Don't get yourself into a rug pull or a scam. Yeah. Because that's like that's something you see every day. It's people who are like I accidentally bought this NFT or I accidentally gave someone my wallet, right? Like every day I open my Discord, I'm on the Illuminati uh, NFT server. Yeah. And every single day, like literally five minutes ago, I have like seven random DMs from different fake accounts telling me yes. that there's another drop, you know? So like a lot of it is you have to be safe. You have to be vigilant. Yeah. And, and But that's that's something that no one's teaching. And you, unless you're in a community that you can have these conversations... If you're someone that may, may have heard something online and may have read about something or heard a conversation and you start getting involved and you really don't know, it's going to require you to fail first, which mm-hmm. I've even been exposed to that. Like I've actually lost money once, which I shared it with my like with the women in Web3 channel, like don't make this mistake. And this is how you could check if your wallet has been compromised. And it took it happening to me even though i never thought it would and just one moment of not being vigilant and just like just doing too much at once and bam there it was Mm -hmm. so i I definitely think there's a lot for 
for people to learn. And I, I would be afraid as a parent, too, to have my child dabbling in something that they have no education on. You don't know where they're learning. So, like, you, you have to just be so vigilant. And, you know, how do you, how, where do you find out? How do you join a community? I don't think there's a lesson on joining Discord. Yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> no. you, you as, like, you're young, you kind of, you're, you get it. But sometimes someone may join and maybe tech savvy still and not really know the underlying like secrets of the Discord world. Yeah, no. And then also, uh, basically, if any even remotely successful product comes out on OpenSea, 10 people are right behind it uh, putting out fake accounts. It looks pretty real. Uh, to me, I think the biggest tell is the volume traded. Usually the volume traded is like very, mm-hmm. very little. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I remember like when Cryptoys Classics like first came out and I really wanted one and I didn't sign. I was in the, I was in the Discord, but there's just so many so much action happening in every discord i I missed this little like whitelist and i was looking to buy it and i almost clicked the buy button on a totally fake uh you know fake account and it's and it's it's ridiculous and you're right with the discords every time you open it up they're just people people hitting you and it's really easy to make mistakes and honestly even security as a whole is 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 something i actually just learned that um that uh, if you think your 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 phone with a two factor authentication going to uh, your SMS, but it's actually pretty easy to spoof your number, and you actually shouldn't use like for any of like your real money, any assets, you shouldn't use your phone number as a two factor auth because it's very easy to get hacked that way. And uh, but what are some of the ways that you? What are some of those safeguards? You know, we have people listening here that may may know a lot, may know a little. What are some of the safeguards that you guys take well, with protecting your assets? A really good way, I still think. I mean. Call me old fashioned for a young person. This might be. I'm not going to call you old fashioned, but, but I will stand by this. Writing down passwords and like codes or whatever is the best way to go. On because paper. On on paper, because no one you can't compromise paper if if it's not exposed to like a camera or anything. Like mm. if you just write in a book or you have a folder with like important documents, the same way you would keep like a passport or something. You just write down your passwords and stuff and then you just put it away, you know, for when you need it. Because if you leave it on a computer or somewhere, it can, like you said, easily be compromised, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't think anything is necessarily safe if once it's been written on a computer. It's there forever. You can't delete it. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you destroy the computer. It's not connected to Wi-Fi. It still happened, right? Yeah. And so... Yeah. And that and that's part of the problem we're facing now is that everything it's amazing how everything is becoming more and more digital that we're able to get better access um put out more information out there but at the same time what's also happening is that there are some cybersecurity risks um involved with this and so a lot of it is like you said being vigilant always being aware kind of trying to to have that like literacy when it comes to technology like being literate and knowing how to avoid different things don't always click on the first uh link you get sent to you um always make oh, don't sure click you- on any of those yeah exactly um you know reading through okay like is this really what it says it is checking even um even websites urls on computers right google will show you if it's a secure or not secure website if it's not secure it's probably not a good idea to be on it in the mm-hmm. first place um so just like a few things like that but yeah, cybersecurity can be a pretty big issue now. Do, do, is it part of your, like, just f- felt your own responsibility to educate the students, you know, your classmates that are surrounded by you? Like, because you don't see that they're getting the same education. And, and sometimes, like, underrepresented kids, like, as well, don't have 
the means to to find this information. So are you trying to educate them? You oh, know, what do, oh, how do you go about that? Oh, yeah. So whenever I give a presentation or at least a couple of times I have or presented or given a speech or whatever I do, I always make sure to include cybersecurity because you can't operate with cryptocurrency or really any kind of money without security. Because mm-hmm. security is like the baseline for making money. It does. You can't. You can't have your asset. You can't be selling and tr- buying assets if your assets are compromised. You know. Yeah. So it's the most important thing. Yeah, and it's there. And there's literally nothing you can do because it's it's a it's a protocol. You know, I mean, if you get your credit card stolen, you know, they they like okay, fine, we'll we'll give you those couple hundred bucks back, and you know, but and we'll and we'll deal with that. But in cryptocurrency, there it's there's it's no kinda, yeah, yeah, it's a rule. It's a rule. Like someone told me the other day. Someone they're like, oh, you know, Bitcoin is just like is just like the U.S. dollar. First, there was a gold standard, uh, and then we moved off the gold standard. And why they're not just going to make more Bitcoin? And I just want to be like, well, actually, let me push back on you there. <laughs> there will only ever be uh, twenty something thousand, twenty one million, twenty one million Bitcoin. There will only ever be that. And I, I kind of push it back, and that's what we're dealing with here. Mm-hmm. There's not, there's no one to call. There's, there's no, no customer support. There's no there's customer nothing. service. Yeah, yeah but even I, cybersecurity set aside is like that whole educating them. Period. What is yeah. what is Web three? Right. Are they getting that Web three education? So so Nabs and I, I think Nabs and I try to do our fair share in educating our peers. I think it's to the point where now, if I even say the words cryptocurrency and bitcoin my friends are like oh no here she goes again we're gonna get the whole cryptocurrency is the future we need to be invested in web3 um so yeah i'm always telling people around me like hey crypto is it you need to like hear some like resources you could use like always look at the bitcoin white paper i know it's like kind of boring and like long to read but like trust me it's always better to get educated about this stuff um I think Nabs. Nabs, you did something pretty interesting uh, right before we left for winter break. You want to share about it? I was a co-host of NFT Basel. Oh. Uh, so uh, shout out to Michelle Abs uh, mm. for letting me be a part of it. It was really amazing. Um, I had a lot of fun doing it. I met a lot of really cool people. Um, yeah, so. Oh, so for Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. So for uh, a Christmas present to all of my teachers and my coaches, because like obviously, basic education, like regardless of cryptocurrency and everything, like teachers and coaches, like I I played basketball. I'm wearing my basketball hoodie. I'm oh. the best player on my team. Oh, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> um, no, that was a joke. Put up putting up a challenge, Nabs, for for your teammates. If they're listening, if they're listening. We'll send them. If you're listening. We got a 1v1. Anyway, so what I did for Christmas presents to my teachers and my coaches was I gave them each a copy of one of my favorite personally books, uh, Bitcoin Billionaires by Ben Mesrich. Um, My first tweet was actually about this book. It was like March, I think, because I had read it and then I decided to make a Twitter account and tweet about it um, because I just felt it was such a powerful and amazing book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would definitely recommend it if you haven't read it already. Um, basically, it's just about like Tyler and Cameron Cameron Winklevoss and like mm-hmm. their their story like, with Zuckerberg and Facebook, and then also like how they got into Bitcoin and then Gemini. Um, so, anyways, I gave it to my I gave a copy of it to each of my teachers and coaches. That's know? cool. Just because I was like they're educating me, so at least I can do my part to try and educate them. And like occasionally, I'll send my I know my science teachers into 
a little bit into crypto. I've talked to her a little bit about crypto. I sometimes send her articles because she cares about the environment, obviously. I know a big issue a lot of people are having with crypto is the environment. So I sent her an article the other day about like clean Bitcoin mining and like how there's now like a really massive initiative for clean energy Bitcoin mining instead of using like uh, fossil fuels and stuff. Yeah. Uh, what country was it that they just did that and they used the volcanic um, like power to mine mm. their first Bitcoin? Oh, missed that one. Yeah. Was it El Salvador? El Salvador. Was it El Salvador? I, I know anyway, they, I'm not sure. They El Salvador made Bitcoin uh, legal legal, tender. legalized tender. Yeah. But. yeah, but they mined their first. Like They were, they were talking about using the volcanic power up from the volcanoes to actually, oh, wow. which was really like innovative, right? Yeah. Just thinking about that alone, it's like that's using whatever exists. And that's that's the amazing thing about web3 and crypto is that like when you have all of these like I can't tell you how many ideas like we've seen that are like how do how do people even come up with this stuff, you know? Yeah, I was listening to City Coins uh, like call that we were on today on actually on Twitter Spaces too, and they were discussing on like projects that 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 could help using City Coins and stacks and one of the things that they were talking about like countries or cities that are you know underdeveloped or don't get the right attention and how they could use these resources to help you know do millions of things some of them were sustainable projects that they needed to do that they weren't getting support and it was like to provide clear and transparent like you know just roles and and support so i think there's a lot of opportunity and you don't know that the opportunity is there if no one's having those discussions so i i commend you for having those discussions with your teachers because often the teachers don't want to listen and i think you're kind of also in a tough place because like you have to also you, you're telling your peers about the information but then their parents are also so, you know, yeah. needing to be educated. So it's not just the teachers. And the probably uneducated, probably de-educated because a lot of them learned all this stuff from Fox right, they News. Have to and they just like, yeah, sometimes, yeah, they, sometimes it's just like, OK, actually, boomer or even OK, millennial. Like, yeah. you know, got to change things up a little. I actually have an interesting story about that, um, how I actually changed one of my friend's parents perspective about Bitcoin. So at the beginning of the year, when I was like, like we came back from summer break and I was seeing my friends again because of like COVID, we were like online most of last year. Um, so I came back, I was talking to my friends, I was like, you know, you guys should buy some Bitcoin. Like, you can just spend 10 bucks, and then in a couple of months, it'll be a lot more. And they're like, yeah, whatever, man, let's go play Fortnite. And I'm like, Fortnite's bad. <laughs> Anyways, so, I, I kept pushing my friends, pushing my friends, I was like, I started explaining them at lunch every single time I talked to them. And I wasn't trying to get annoying, I was just trying to convince them. So finally, my friend goes home and tells his dad, and then he comes back to me, and then he says... My dad said he's against Bitcoin because he doesn't think it's real money. Yeah. So I gave them like this really powerful argument about why he should buy Bitcoin, why it's logical, why it's an amazing financial decision, right? So you said, "Hey, go take this back." Go to take your this. Dad. Go take, no, go take this back to him because he's like they're also he's also like one of my really close friends. So I was like, so it was fine. He's like family. So I'm like, take this back to your dad. What and was it? Read, it was like was it an essay you wrote. Kind of. There's like a, a <laughs> yeah. small no, paragraph. Just, 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 it was just like buy Bitcoin. Perfectly eloquent. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, was like, an open letter to your friend's father. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, he read it and then he decided to open a Coinbase account, uh, buy some Bitcoin. I got him to buy some other coins like ETH and Algo. Um, but see, like, that's the thing. We have to change the narrative. And I think yes. every member. And how do we do what, that? There's so many people about like NFTs, like, oh, I don't get it. Like, they're like, I think I should learn about it. Whenever I tell anyone. I've got a weird idea here. So what about mm -hmm. an allowance DAO? 
allowance down. <laughs> no, Dad, listen to me. For listen, the chillins, listen to me. Out. For the okay, chillins. so Dad's here in the background, so we're just going to say this here. Like, yeah. th- th- think about this. Your your parents give you an allowance if you have an allowance. If you don't have an allowance, do they do allowances anymore? Well, you know, I don't know. Well, I guess post COVID, no more allowances. Whatever. If someone <laughs> gives you a Christmas like gift or whatever way you as mm-hmm. a child get 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 money, which we find ways. I used to like hustle for washing cars. Like I didn't have an allowance, yeah. but like I do something in the side and I get my little cash. Yeah. And I just didn't have any education on saving at the time. So I wish I did because I would have probably done more with my money looking back. So what if you did do like an allowance Dow for your friends? And that's something that you all as a community put your allowance into. And together you can vote on ways that you can invest your money to learn and to like to grow and learn in the space. And their money is growing. So then you're going back to your parents saying like, hey, this like $10, $5 that I got. Look at what it is now. Yeah, you got to be well, careful well, that you might have more net worth than your parents in a couple of years. Yeah. Like this. Like, I don't think the parents if, are going to be upset. They're going to be like, all right. If Nabs is leading this NFT charge. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be upset. Like, I'd be like, great, you you go make money for that. The parents are like, little lemon what? <laughs> What's this? What's this picture of uh, an ape selling for five hundred thousand dollars? <laughs> but that's just some yeah. like colored noodle. Like, but what do you mean that's worth money? Like, listen. <laughs> I think there's a lot of, of, of creative opportunity right now. Mm-hmm. And you're, I think everyone on this call, like everyone listening right now or everyone sitting here is like early. I think there's st- we're yeah. still so early. And For so sure. it, it's exciting to hear all the things that you're doing. And, and even, you know, so what happened? Now I need to know. Like, did, did he come back after speaking to his dad? So yeah. he came back and his dad said he opened, I think, I can't remember if it was Coinbase or Gemini. Um I think it was because, like, one of the coins I said for him to buy, uh, I don't know if it, it wasn't on one of them, so he got the other. I forgot which one it was. Um, so he got some Bitcoin, ETH, Algo, whatever, right? So, so this was a couple was months like, ago, he right? He was like, this was August 2020. Oh, he's loving you. Yeah. yeah. No. In, August 2020. No. Sto- no <laughs> 2021. 2021. Okay. And this, the story continues, by the way. Um, so he comes back. He said his dad is now... Pro Bitcoin, he <laughs> that, <was laughs> that is now pro Bitcoin, anti fiat. You know, that's yeah. kind of what we do. Yeah, because um, he just four x because he got a he got a tip I, from a thirteen exactly. year old. So, a couple months later, probably in November or December, my friend's like, Nabil, I'm up four hundred percent, and I'm like, What took you so what, long? What did I tell you? you know? <laughs> Who's your advisor? Oh, he's only fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> really, I don't, I don't give financial advice. I merely suggest things yeah you know yeah. no it's not I mean, that, could, that could be that could be the side hustle that that finances the allowance though yeah. there mm-hmm. see oh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not we're gonna this is how the yearbook project was born just saying yeah. so you know side projects we allowance do this. yeah <laughs> come next school year you guys are gonna be rocking it yeah oh my gosh so what else are you working on that you're excited about any other fun innovations in school anything that yep. you're exploring tell us about it all right so on the school side of things uh right now with the business club I'm one of the leadership. I'm a vice president of the business club. Uh, we're looking into actually buying our first NFT. We literally had a meeting right after school today, and we were like, hey, the business club, like, we're all about business, but we got to move past traditional finance. Like, we need to move into Web3. How do we do that? We're going to either buy an NFT or the plan was to, you know, hold a competition with the, the National Art Honor Society 
see who makes like the best design and then like mint it on algo or something wow that's exciting that's a really good idea yeah for the schools to be doing and and the school's allowing you to do that there are no concerns the parents understand <laughs> so so we have to that's that's the part that gets a little bit more shaky you know um might have to might have to do it on the dl hopefully not um but it's you know it's it's ideas like that like you know it's like fun to think about but it's also like wow that would be really cool can you imagine if your school club when you were when you were in high school um imagine they have their own nft they have like something that just symbolizes them and that year yeah yeah that's always remembered and and you're almost even still getting royalties from from you know yeah exactly whatever class of whatever you know the royalties behind imagine imagine getting like uh an a bored ape in like 2020 and then now yeah oh 20 yeah Wow. So okay. I heard you I, you brought up you guys brought up Algorand a couple of times and that's kind of one that I I only know them because they like they throw a little money around down here I noticed that they were they've kind of been what what are some of the how, how did you guys get turned on to them and what are some of the advantages to to like minting and working with Algorand I know they're the El Salvador currency if I if I believe I think they they have like a lot of they have a lot of stake there but I, you guys are looking at each other like I'm wrong so I uh, um, I want you guys I, to correct I, me I what do you guys like about Algo I, I like Algo just because gas is low and I think because of like how it works, I just think there's a lot of potential for it to grow. Um, there's yeah, not really much to say there. Super system is super cool for it. Yeah, like I think that the NFT potential on Algo is just it's there because of the gas. So like here's what I've been thinking, right? Like I know a lot of people are like, okay, then Solana. I think Algo is still low, and I think that the NFT market isn't there yet. But when it's there, it's gonna be great. And since we have Algo, it'll be good. And then. Uh, so, yeah, I just like Algo a lot because it's it's like, if you think about it, it's kind of like Bitcoin, but a lot of fixes that are necessary or could be necessary. I'm not saying Bitcoin isn't perfect, but like there are a couple of fixes that make the transactions way faster. Like it's like lightning speed. There's like no gas. There's just a lot of benefits to it. And it's pretty stable for the most part, at least for now. That's solid. So are there, what, what, are there any projects that are kind of built on it now? Like, I don't want to call them household names because obviously... No one knows crypto <laughs> outside of, outside of this room, but uh, but yeah. So, is there any, anything you know that's built on it now? Or no, nah, there's a couple of NFTs, nothing but nothing, huge. nothing, nothing, nothing yet. I, mean, so, I was always curious about like it, when. I mean, I know a lot of these like there's like the Wax and and Terra and a lot of these other side chains, but. I feel like most, first of all, most of the blue chips are on Ether, and you know, like how, like eventually, if you, I mean, I'm sure there's tons of of level one chains that you could write these NFTs on, but isn't like the thing that makes it really good is that it's on Ether? Like, isn't that doesn't that kind of brand name it bring it a little more? And do you think that that like if I made a different NFT on some other slide chain that slide chain no ever heard of, does that affect the value to you? Yeah, well, it, yes and no. So here's the thing, like, I feel like Ethereum, until there's a fix to gas prices, the the reason for people to use it is going to go down more and more. Because I feel like people don't like gas prices. I don't like gas prices. There's been so many instances where I'm trying to, like, mint or buy an NFT, and I wind up paying more in gas than actually paying oh, yeah. for the NFT it's itself. So I, I feel like this there's going to have to be a shift from Ethereum, or at least to some degree, until there's a, some sort of fix or, like revamp that see i don't think done. i don't think you're ever gonna get like you know polygon or algorand level gas fees on ethereum because ethereum no, runs never. on DeFi. you know they yeah. run DeFi. they you know if, if 
for if if you're tra- if I'm transferring you like a one ETH or a million dollars worth of ETH, the gas fees are the same. So it doesn't yeah. really matter. Like it's kind of a whales game. But you know, so and obviously, I think it, we all know it's going to be a multi-chain future. So oh, yeah. you know, so what are some of these? Yeah. So I guess yeah. What's what? Wh- how do you see the solution to scaling? I mean, I think there's a couple of chains that are good because the problem is like there's just there there can there's going to become a point when there's just like. As of right now, there I know there's like thousands of cryptocurrencies, but in reality, there's only probably about, at most, like 10 to 20, mm. at the very, 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 very most, yeah. that actually have value. And that are being right. traded. And like, that are being commonly, traded yeah. actively and that people care about, because the rest of them are just blatantly dumb. Like, no one, no one cares about them, and no one will care about them, because they were either invented as a joke, as uh-huh. like some sort of weird rug pull or like a scam. Yeah. Like that's why only 10 to 20 of them will get attention. So I think those 10 to 20 major blockchains will remain the way they are unless something new comes in, which I don't see as unlikely because of how fast technology is advancing. Like we're seeing all these mistakes like gas fees, transaction speeds, like people are going to start noticing and start building, right? Which I think is a good thing because then more and more people are going to start building until eventually we get something really good um that has the solution to every problem or any issue like you could have security fixes or whatever it be mm-hmm. um I, I don't know exactly but something like that yeah it's it's mostly like unless people really start using them which there's no reason to use um like those no name coins um there's like there's no no one's really going to be using them. Uh, like for us, like we're actually working on a stealth NFT project right now. Um, and a lot of it has to do with getting people into this game. Um, wink, wink. So we, <laughs> via- oh, yeah, you got some alpha hit us. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, so, so a lot of it has to do with getting people into this game. Uh, we're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it under wraps for now, but please expect to hear about it in the future. But like for other for other large scale things, like for example, I'm launching a youth uh, a Gen Z conference called which I'm calling Zummit, and so oh, I love that. so the plan is like to to help educate like young people about like about about things they need to know about so it's going to be surrounding like three themes of democracy like resilience, um, having to do with climate change opportunity and then also tech. Right. Mm -hmm. So how do you get young people involved in tech? Well, like a plan would be like for us is to give everybody a wallet. Right. Like maybe put like five dollars of ETH or Bitcoin and just get people in there and give them an opportunity to actually have access to this stuff. I love that. So is there any project that you got started with that kind of caught your attention are there any projects now that you're really excited about anything that's coming out that you're excited about like share some stuff that you're interested so the audience can maybe look into it all right yeah for sure so uh i know recently there was the nft drop the yes i believe believe by Uh, my brother shout out to our big bro jeff noel we got a whole family here jpeg morgan as well i know i I know that name (laughs) i know that name from the whatsapp yeah uh (laughs) Uh, yes, the, I believe. The 1,000 plus notifications. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, yes, I believe. Um, amazing. Uh, there's also uh, the Shrimp Society, right? Yeah, I got yeah. one. I, I have got a my shrimp. shrimp. Pretty cool. Um, another one to look out for coming soon, I believe in February, is Women in Tech. Yep, that's a new one. Yep. A new one. So there, there, are, there are a lot of things happening. Naps, do you have any, any other ones you'd like to recommend? I mean, this is kind of just a personal thing, but noodles. I think noodles, noodles, huh? noodles, 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 noodles are look cool. They look cooler than doodles, in my opinion. 
because they're noodles. Yeah. 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 They're, and they're just, I just like the concept. I think it's hilarious. So what about some utility ones? Did you know about any of these utility ones? Like, um, you know, I know, I know there's that kind of, uh, there's that little crowbar separation that you need to make so it's not a security, so you don't have equity, but you have yeah. kind of some voting powers. So like, what about some of these plays? And even if you don't know of any, what, like, what are some of these kind of crazy ideas that you thought of, like, not only having an NFT for the community and the, the coolness of the art, but... You know, is there, are there any things that, uh, you know, like that you get something from it? What, what are some of these things that you can see left there being? Well, left so, being, you, yeah. Uh, all right. So, just had a sibling moment there. I guess, I guess the telepathy failed, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're not twins, though. Uh, so. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. But we're, we're close enough, you know. Um, I think I think a lot of that has more to do with like DeFi, like decentralized finance overall. Mm-hmm. So like I think the concept of like real estate in DeFi, like being able to split like a real world asset, like an apartment, like an apartment complex into like a million tokens and then creating a network for people to be able to trade on and actually put their input in is like one of those like, I guess, utilities that that that's like important Mm -hmm. to consider for the future because what you're essentially doing through those kinds of DeFi projects is you're like democratizing like the real estate market like at this point in time i mean we all live in miami we know it's crazy trying to buy a house even rent an apartment like and that's not just here like texas california everywhere if it's not the actual price of the house itself the taxes alone are Mm -hmm. insane so you know, giving people the opportunity to to be able to like reclaim some of that real estate in a way that in a way that allows them to like share with others and use these you really use these decentralized uh, systems to the fullest potential. That's that's where that's where we're headed with this stuff. You know, I sure uh, hope so. And uh, another thing with like use, I guess, a use case or like utility for an NFT project or NFT is like we were talking about shrimp society. I know that if you hold a shrimp. Or like a certain amount of shrimps, you can like go to certain events. So I know, and I, I need know multiple that... shrimp. Oh, I gotta get more oh shrimps. God, I only I have one. Shrimp. I only got one shrimp. Damn it. <laughs> we're, gonna have, we're gonna have to go to even the shrimp of the shrimp party. Chris Daniels, yeah. hook us up. Yeah. We need more shrimps. <laughs> yeah. Um. And I know that there's like a bunch of other NFT chains doing that. I know Mint PS. They have their own like stuff with like sports and like athletes and they have this they have a really interesting roadmap like how they're going to execute everything mm-hmm. um like even if you look at some bigger nft projects like board apes like they have in-person events and like conferences yeah. or whatever so i guess the utility would be for some of that you have access to special communities which is like really important i guess in web3 is being connected to the right people yeah i mean for sure for sure and because i i know i was at nft nyc and it's crazy like the only way you get in this thing is if you have a board ape or you're a plus one of a board ape but i think I thought that was a pretty <laughs> yeah. cool concept especially now with like the list of who is in this board ape like you know steve galanis snoop dogg you know yeah. <laughs> I actually just purchased a, a new NFT, and it's the Doodle Dog uh, NFT. So oh, I, uh, I, I, the reason I purchased it is because I'm actually very obsessed with my dogs, and they're getting uh-huh. old. And like, I just started to like think about their like future of like having to get a new dog, and like, I'm like, I want to invest in like a project, something with dogs. And I just like started googling. <laughs> I went too much Twitter test time, and I found them. Be- and I like the community because you actually vote. So that yeah. utility of it is that you vote where the money goes, and it goes to a shelter where the dogs are usually going to get euthanized. So in order to save them, some money gets donated. So I 
as a holder of one of the doodle dogs, actually have voting power. I haven't really utilized it yet, but I did go on and see how it kind of works. Um, I, I, I think it's 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 a fun project to have because I have something that isn't just a cute picture. Um, it, it holds some value and like the money is going to something. Mm-hmm. So and they actually post like this much money like they were like they put how much ETH hey with ETH and minus taxes like I mean they explain it to the detail is going and then this was a shelter that was voted on and that that was like a clear explanation I don't know I, I just felt like it was trustworthy yeah um, that's another thing that is like important for you know the utility to when you when you're including utility is like to make mm-hmm. sure that you show and you're not just saying oh yeah you get to vote and then great I'm voting and then what yeah I, I'm pretty sure I, I haven't voted on anything yet I think I think actually <laughs> upstream like sometimes the NFT collective has people come in and occasionally if I recognize the name I'll just be like click but I, I hope by the end of the year uh, you know, a lot of these kind of rails to vote uh, with an NFT. And uh, and I think that's the reason, you know, YB kind of came about yeah. is because it's just a nice way to run an experiment because, you know, a lot of these things, we just have to, everyone has to run all these experiments. And it's kind of like, you know, the United States of America being like yeah. the giving power to the states to kind of run these experiments. And that's kind of how why we, I think this year will be like the, the great year of like spinning up these DAOs, Get people involved, get people voting, writing the sp- – because right now I think most DAOs are just companies that listen to their their people a little more. Like I said, the rails aren't up there. But can you imagine when really it, it really takes this quorum and these smart contracts to, to actually execute these things? Because it's tough right now because you don't want to put a smart contract out there. If it's not like penetration tested, like a lot, because once it's on there, like you know, you might get you might get ETH locked up somewhere if you can't get it out. Like there's little things that can go wrong. So I hope this year is is going to be a, a big one for for community led uh, decision making. You know, you know, it's funny you mentioned the American experiment because you just you just gave me flashbacks back to my AP US history class. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just had this test on John Calhoun's theory, um, theory of nullification in states' rights. Oh my so. God, go on! So. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, it, it's interesting. You know, like letting, I guess that theory of like letting entities do like make their own decisions. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah, yeah, and even down, even down, and I know Biology talks about it, and I see, I hear, I see Sarasti on the on the. We we always go back and forth with a lot of this. Like, it's going to come down to the city level. Like the the fe- power of the federal government has been eroded from both sides. Like, first of all, we have like the superpower of China eroding yeah. some of the power of the U.S. government, and then also you know everything down to like you know marijuana laws. Like you know like mm-hmm. like it's illegal federally, but the states do it, and you know we kind of get we kind of get this power, and then even down from there, I think you know i think what suarez is doing is like he's gonna knock a lot of these things down and implement it and test it at the city level too and i think that's like the really important thing to to be able to bypass some of these you know services that are right now rendered by humans which you know could eventually be rendered by smart contract and i'm excited you know it's like it's it's funny you mentioned that too as a proud as a proud miami-dade youth commissioner um It's it's really great to be able to like think about making policy that'll actually affect the community because if you're if you're in the Maya, in the greater Miami community, you have greater insight into what people need versus if you're on the federal level. And that's not to say that to mm-hmm. diss the federal government. Never I would never do that. But um, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. 
That's what our show's like. Yeah, I told listen. you. I mean, we warned you. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. I'm not with the Fed. The Fed, the Fed can Fed. overstep they, a lot. They have, they have, they have some things. They have a lot of things they need to work on. It's the, a, it's a cash incentive. But that happens everywhere. Everything like, could be improved. You, even you think about corporate America, right? Like they, so like I, I previously my previous job, you know, like I handled a territory that was like South Florida, and what that really meant was like one county above um, West Palm and down, and like I had a team. And they all had different states and different, like, you know, Florida's big, so obviously it was split. And business was different. And whatever corporate said worked one way. I'm like, no, you can't tell me how to manage my territory. Like, Miami is very unique. It's very different than, like, Boston. It's very different than New York. Like, you can't come and tell me how to run my territory because the way we even do business isn't received the way that you do business there. So, like, it's tough because you can't be making those decisions always on that high level and that high ground where you have no boots on the ground experience of what really is happening. So, really, which is what our podcast is about, is like, hey, listen to what's happening here in Miami and all the amazing innovations and, like, come on gen z like your involvement (laughs) like how do we change gen z here in miami where like talent is coming from here your talent your talent talent that is being like basically like it's growing here we're incubating the talent here and the opportunity is here so the businesses are coming here not just for new business but for the future growth that like miami has you know that yeah. the potential that we for have sure. here for sure for sure i mean miami i mean at this point let's accept like miami is almost like a, an entirely separate area than the rest yeah. of the united states or an island <laughs> we are yes we are our own island and that's beautiful that's amazing and we do we have so much potential i think the potential for miami to grow is like by 10x like for like in order to like hold people um, and, you know, there are issues to be faced down the road, especially with climate change and rising sea level. But we have so much drive and hustle down here. A lot of it is like the immigrant, the immigrant roots we have. I mean, you're not you're not going to find that anywhere else in the country except for in Miami. And so, yeah, that's why we have record numbers of venture capitalists moving down here. That's why we have uh so we we've made up like we've had more employment here in Miami, more new jobs uh, than pretty much the rest of the country. Yeah, I think that in any other state, actually, yeah. that was yeah. a mm-hmm. recent stat, right? Like dad confirmed. Is that a recent dad? stat? Yes. Yeah. That's his dad. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's Count it. <laughs> That's... Yeah, which is exciting, right? I mean, it, it, it's a big responsibility on us to to continue this momentum and to continue to educate people on the opportunities. And I love what you said. Like, yes, that immigrant like side hustle yeah. power of like you just m- make things work. I mean, I'm wearing my shirt today and it says, I love the shirt. We love the shirt. We love the shirt. (laughs) So that was by accident, but it worked out perfectly. But um, I I love that. I'm very excited. I love the energy that that you like just exude and i'm so excited for like the people that you're going to infect with this awesome energy because that only is going to continue to grow and grow and and educate so i'm really pumped chris you got anything else uh yeah so i guess so you guys have been both been like doing speaking engagements uh educating people uh on web3 what's been some of the response that you guys have gotten it's been overwhelmingly positive because I feel like people are hungry, right? People want to make money. People want to learn about these things. People just, some people just want to be a part of a community, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be just for talking to people or to make money, right? Because there's people who are in this or even just for fun, right? Because I know there's a lot of people like the other day, there was a guy or girl or whoever, I don't know. They sold their board ape for like a dollar or something like that for like 0.001 Ethereum or something really cheap and 
I was just like, this person is, first of all, definitely a whale. And also, they're clearly just having fun with it, right? Because I'm not saying that's a good choice to make, but there's a lot of people who are just having fun with it, right? And I feel like when they educate people, some people want to have fun, some people want to make money. It depends on personal preference, why you yeah, want to enter the position. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, kind of building off of Nab's point, um, very, like, very overwhelming positive response. I think it's really easy to forget sometimes that people people don't have a closed mind to everything. I think the most common thing I hear is that, you know, like, I'd really like to learn, like, to to to, to get into, like, crypto and Web3, but, you know, I just don't know enough. And that's, that's, what's, that's what's keeping people from moving forward is... Mm-hmm. It's that sense of the unknown, which which is fair because it's still so new. There's still so it much is. to learn, still so much to be done. A new language that hasn't like been really like yeah. thought through before. And and just I, I hear myself now having a conversation with someone that maybe doesn't know anything about Web3. Mm-hmm. And and I'm very good at slowing down and trying to dumb things down. Dumbing it down doesn't mean that you're dumb, mm-hmm. but just like literally yeah. using yeah. it. Yeah, simplifying it. Simplifying it. And then I get stuck kind of like, oh, I just added five five more words there that I have to now explain as well. Yeah, and and yeah. so you have to have a lot of patience too, and and because the language is new, it is. So that that fear of the unknown is just literally like education, new education. And even if you understand, because one that hit me recently is you know back in like you guys actually you guys got me beat pretty well. I I was in like 2016, 2017, like right before the first Ethereum bubble, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, and and I and they kept talking about how like in Web three you own your identity and I was always kind of like yeah we own our identity and I'm like what does that mean do I sell it do I like does it like trade on the <laughs> I mean, market you can you, you kind of can Good. but like what what they really meant by that is you know essentially in right now you go and log into a website but in Web three the website kind of logs into you and you're only giving it a public key and you're not and then you know you the actions they can take but you don't have to give them any more information unless they want to unless they reward you and like. And it's only recently, again, it's something that I've known for a long time. Like, I've, I've known it for a couple, like, almost five years now. But, like, oh, Web3, you own your identity. But then, like, it takes, like, a couple years even for me once learning that the first time to, like, really, like, let that let sink, sink in. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. and then you start logging in with your wallet to these different places. And you can kind of, like, start to experience what it's going to be. It's not logging with Google. It's literally you log in with your own wallet and you can have multiple wallets. And, you know, so maybe for some things you have a wallet for this and a wallet for that. And eventually you're going to have a wallet for your grocery shopping and for this and that. And you only would want to release so much of your identity. And, and again, that's just one of those things that even once you learn it the first time, it's still like that same thing. You're like, Oh my God, it, it sings so true. Like even like so deep rooted. And, and I want to leave a little bit of time for some 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 of the Twitter space audience that's yeah. there. But I, I do want to ask you, like, what's attractive about Web3 for your generation, for the Gen Zs? Um, I would say, say, I'll, I'll speak personally and then like for the gen for the generation. I think it's amazing that like it, we have these decentralized systems, you know, we have like the FANG companies now and. They've essentially become monopolies. The Apple Store is the greatest monopoly of one of the greatest monopolies of them all. I mean, Apple managed to create a system where they disguised a monopoly as being as just being, oh look, an app store with all this stuff and data. You know, hashtag free Fortnite. Yeah. I'm still I'm still gonna yeah. stick with this. Exactly. <laughs> so I think I think part of the beauty is that nobody owns it. And I know that perfect Web three 
at least based on what um what people are saying now like the projections are saying it's never really going to exist but we're gonna like and it would have to exist in conjunction with current technology but still that idea of like everybody owning like a little piece and kind of giving out that equal opportunity we're all gonna make it yes we're all gonna (laughs) yes exactly we're all we're all gonna make it and you know wag me is a very um special like term to us like it's very important it's about it's not just about like we're all gonna make it it's about equal opportunity it's about responsibility to other and then also service to others so i think those are all just very appealing parts of web3 to me and then i think to the generation as a whole it kind of follows that same line of thinking um i think that our generation kind of likes to like very vocal very vocal very vocal i don't think there has been another generation on this planet um, that has been this vocal this early on, too. That cares so much about certain issues. Yeah, there's, yeah you see it all the time. Um, even, if it's, even if it's a TikTok, I'm not sure that that's the best way of conveying the message. But Thank there's you. still people... Thank you, I agree with yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> St- they're still trying, you know? Yeah. They're trying to do something. And I think that what Web3 promotes is, like the opportunity for everybody to get in. So we're all going to make it. So that's that's part of what appeals to Gen Z. It's and it's also not that it's also that it's not part of those big corporations. I know Gen Z is not necessarily like the biggest fan of huge corporations. Yeah. They they have a lot of different ideologies and that's like part of like that new way of thinking is what's kind of going to carry us throughout this second Oh, as approaching the second half of the 21st century. I can't wait till wow. like in 50 years they're going to be like, I can't believe all these big DAOs and all their power and <laughs> they just <laughs> yeah. abuse it. Well, <laughs> I, I, I am like so just so impressed by both of you. And I have to say that I, I'm going to give some time to, to our audience who is listening. This is a first for us. We're going to give it a few minutes. We're probably going to go over. So the show will end and, and but we'll just keep rolling it. So let's go live on the. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyone who wants to come up, just uh, just go ahead and click it. I invited a couple people. People off already. Sarasi, Chris Daniels, uh, Monica. I invited you guys up already. Uh, I see Kevin Ruiz on here. Let's, so I'll give him. But uh, let's hear a quick member, a quick word from our sponsor, the Google Sheet. I haven't done this in a while. The Google Sheet is the single <laughs> source of truth for all things Miami tech, art, and music. And now we have a little update of tech, art, music. Everything is labeled either tech, art, or music ever since post uh, uh, post art Basel. Uh, to find this Google Sheet, just go to thegooglesheet.com. That's T H E Googlesheet.com, and you'll be redirected to an open access Google Sheet. Uh, I have to actually turn it back on uh, the open access part because I, I shut it down for our basil. Uh, but I'm not going. I'm not going to go into it today. There's not too much happening this week. Uh, but we definitely got Miami Hack Week coming up. Love Burns coming up. All the good stuff on there. Uh, you find it. Uh, let's see if anyone came on this these Twitter spaces. Anyone want to come up? Anyone want to come up and chat or ask a anyone? question? Maybe? Let's do it. We're ready. We're ready. We're here. Oh, we got a speaker. Oh, Chris Daniels is here. Chris Daniels. Unmute yourself. <laughs> What's going on? Yo. Awesome. Awesome. I love how you guys are doing these live now. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah. Chris Daniels was uh, was a very early early guest here. Uh, and uh, yeah, we didn't do this now. And we were, we were just talking about the shrimp, man. How are the shrimp doing? Uh, the shrimp are doing great. We're working on getting... We have like so much information and kind of operational stuff that we're working on here. Like a big website overhaul that's going to be more interactive, a new job board that's going to be much more kind of comprehensive and useful. Um, on the NFT side, everything's going well there too. We're setting up all sorts of kind of like 
uh, dashboards and just getting more data and interesting stuff for, for people that are deep into that and things. But, um, yeah, all's going well. Um, appreciate everybody supporting the shrimp. I think, uh, I think you mentioned that you, uh, you got your shrimp. Oh, I'm shrimped up. I'm sure we're both shrimped up. <laughs> shrimped yeah. out as well. You got shrimp? We're you both got shrimped, 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 out. shrimped, shrimped out. You got shrimp. Saif, Saif, got a shrimp. So everyone yeah. in the room has a shrimp. I love it. We yeah, are a lot more shrimps. coming from the shrimp. We had a lot of... Just a lot of like, yeah, operational stuff to get through, but the value's coming. We got uh, Alpha Night tomorrow where we're going to talk about uh, like algorithmic crypto trading in the Discord, um, all sorts of stuff. And then we have a huge thing for Miami Hack Week. So what about uh, what about you guys? Are you guys going to be traveling to the different houses, doing some live podcasts or something for Miami Hack Week? Uh, I don't know if we're going to do podcasts. We're, gonna def- we're trying to get, I think I was talking to, uh, to Bunsen, getting them on here, and we, maybe a couple of the house sponsors. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna do something, and uh, you know, I'm hacking. I'm a part of the hard tech house, but uh, but yeah, I think uh, you know we are, so we moved to this new time. We actually have uh, we have a show come on and after. If you want to check that out, listen to Jolt Radio. We gotta start wrapping up the show. Do we do we have an outro? Uh, do we decide to do our that? outro? Yeah, I mean, we could do yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'd also like to say, uh, go uh, for it. I so a couple of things. So one, uh, like about this whole inclusivity thing, and like. Uh, Web three and everything. I've been I've committed myself to being uh, a speaker for five thousand role models, which is a group that teaches young brown and black men, um, well like boys, like high schoolers, um, about like anything. So like I obviously do crypto stuff, and I just find it really inspiring what Dr. Marcus Sprite is doing um, with this group. Um, I've talked a couple of I've talked to a couple different groups of five thousand role models because there's like different branches. Um, and I just think it's important that we commit ourselves to helping everyone and making yes. sure everyone succeeds. Like wag me, like Rania was saying, that's kind of what it means to me, you know, just helping everyone succeed and not necessarily like putting yourself before others, put everyone on the same page. Right. Cause not necessarily, you're not always the most important person in the room, you know? Um, and I'd also like to thank my mentors, Mr. Gianni Delerta, another member of the firm, Aww, the, firm. The, firm. the firm, the firm. The firm always, the firm always prevails. You know, we're, we're the firm. Uh, yeah, I've chat, I've chatted up uh, Johnny, and uh, yeah, for sure, definite, Amazing. definite resource. And uh, what's interesting is, you know, we're connected through the same uh, school, same school. He's in the same, he's a troop leader in the Boy Scouts troop that I'm in, and we're connected through the firm. And he's mentor, and also again, mention him again. I'll mention him again. My brother Jeff Noel. Thank you always for being a mentor to me. Yeah, if we're if we're doing shout outs, there's just a few people. Um, oh, you got you got you got thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Okay, uh, Melissa, Miss Melissa Medina, uh, Leanne Buchanan, and also feminist newsletter. So shameless plug right here. Feminism no, explained. No, shameless. Oh, yeah. I love it. And mother and father. Oh yeah, our mom I and was dad. Say, They're the best. You're gonna yeah. shout you know, out. You're gonna shout them. out your dad. Love them. Drove you all the way here. Yeah. Anyway, guys, that's our all show. Right. So thank thanks. you so much. That brings us to the end of the show. You know where to find us. We're now live on Jolt Radio, 5 p.m. on Tuesdays. 5 p.m., guys, not 10. We'll be getting on Twitter Spaces more often. Well, the show will be up on Apple Podcast uh, everywhere, right? I mean, everywhere. like it's going everywhere. Google, so Spotify. So stay tuned for that. Follow us on Twitter and on Instagram, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Infinite Attraction. 